you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. Happy Friday, October 15th. My name's Kay Adders. Thank you so much for choosing this breakfast table to hang out with this morning to kick off your weekend with Peter Schrager, with Kyle Brandt, with D'Angelo Hall. Lots to talk about on the show. Time for the lead block. Lead block. You and Selva, when anybody even noticed the difference? You separated at birth. Look at you. All right, let's go to Philly, where there was a future Hall of Famer in the house. Not necessarily that one. We'll get to it in a minute. Brady got booed, as he should have. That's Philly. Uh, Eagles uh, offense was spinning its tires for like two hours last night. 28 to 7, so we got a blowout, right? Hold on. The Eagles made it fun for a hot minute at the end, but we have a 28 to 22 final score and a 5 and 1 next to the Buccaneers in their record column. Afterwards, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady both talked about number seven. What's his name, coach? Yeah, Lenny's been really, really good. Really solid uh, run and pass and pass protection. He's, he's playing as a really good three down back right now at a high level. He's a great back. Big, tough, catches it, runs, blocks, does everything for us. So great to have him in there. Obviously, when he's rolling, it's tough to, to, tough to stop us. Tom Brady there uh, got a little dicey near the end when they consequently started running the ball a little yep. bit more in the second half after that one carry for Miles Sanders in the entire first half. But Tampa closed it out with Tom Brady executing, looking awesome at first, and Leonard Fournette, or Le now it's officially Lenny. It's when Lenny. I th when I think Lenny. Lenny, I think of Mice and Men. Yeah, Those that guy puts him back. Is there another Lenny? <laughs> uh, what was our big takeaway from the Buccaneers' win last night in Philadelphia, Shrakes? You know, Brady wasn't at his best in the second half. In fact, there was a couple plays where the passes were off, and like, is the thumb bothering him? Is he getting hit? Then they get the ball back with six minutes, and they're up six points, and the crowd is going nuts. Like, we need to stop. We need to stop. 
And here's the Tom Brady stuff that doesn't show up in the uh, football life, doesn't show up in the America's game. Five minutes left to go in the game, and Brady says, all right, second and 10, let's get a first down. Third and seven. Third and seven, get him off the field, give him a shot, we're down one score. He finds a way. Third and one. Brady, just gotta get him off the field. Get him. First down, game over. They never touched the ball the final six minutes. Right. I, this is it to me. This is what champions do. This is the difference between them and some of these topsy-turvy games where, did you see that this team came back from 17 points late and they found mm -hmm. a way when you were asleep? We've been through that on a lot of Monday night games and a lot of Thursday night games. The Bucks don't have those games. They don't give up these giant leads. And Brady, again, not his best night. This one's not going in the Louvre. Nope. It's not going in the Hall of Fame. It'll be forgotten the second they take the field against Chicago next week. But if you didn't watch it, it was a chance for the Eagles to steal this one. If they had just gotten the hands on the ball again, they couldn't. That's what Tampa Bay does, and that's what they've done now for close to 25 straight weeks since the bye week of last year. They don't let you back in the game, and they put you away when they have to. Tom Brady found a way. Yeah, I mean, it's the Tom Brady effect, right? I mean, he just does not allow his other teammates to, 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 to have a letdown. Um, you know, this was a game I felt like, man, Tampa could sleepwalk through this game and win it just <laughs> off of talent, off of sheer talent, off of better chemistry, roster. just a better roster. Yeah. And, I mean, you kind of saw that on display. Um, you know, it was too many times, you know, you look at this Eagles offense and it was just too one-dimensional. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw Shaq Barrett coming off the edge. I mean, yeah. trying to, like a madman trying to get Jalen Hurst. It's because he knew every down is a passing down. And when you when it when offenses don't run the football, it allows the defense to just pin their hair back and go. That uncertainty of not knowing if it's a run or pass, that offensive lineman. I mean, I remember I used to ask Trent Williams, like, bro, we're much better when we throw the ball. Let us throw the football. He's like, man, dude, you don't understand. Like, as a tackle, if I'm always pass setting and that D-line knows we're always in a pass set type of mindset, they don't have to think about me coming off no and, and being explosive. And so, it, you know, it's almost a little bit of a, of, a, of a hindrance when you don't allow your offense to run the football a little bit, even if you're picking up small yardage. It's, it's the mindset to be able to say, hey, we're going to own this line of scrimmage. They got some big boys on that Eagles offensive line. They got to utilize that. Um, you know, even watching Devin White fly around, mm -hmm. I mean, you can just see – you can just see all of that raw athleticism on sure. that Bucks uh, roster. You know, you know they're not a finished product right now, but I mean, I feel good saying I like this team moving forward. When mm -hmm. they get healthy, this team is still that scary team that we saw last year that mm. can kill you on defense or mm -hmm. on offense, mm -hmm. pick your poison. I think if they win the whole thing this year, and there's the the the, the story of the 2021 Buccaneers, there's not a lot of the total running time that will be allocated to Week Six against Philadelphia. This was <laughs> an instantly forgettable game. But there's the one thing I actually do think is very important that emerged last night: the Brady to Antonio Brown thing is becoming a real thing, and I think that is a oh. real problem. Yes. Over the last three games, Antonio Brown has 23 catches and three touchdowns. We know Brady loves him. We know he has some sort of uh, chemistry with him that he stuck his neck out for him. Antonio Brown was on the Patriots for five minutes because Tom Brady wanted him there. Love Mike Evans, love Godwin, everything. T Antonio Brown looked like the Steelers' Antonio Brown last night. Up into the plays, the run after the catch, the celebrations, the dropping the ball. Like, the journey that this guy's been on has been very dark and often very unsavory. But on the football field, he looks awesome. And we get caught up in the agelessness of Brady. The Antonio Brown thing, this could have been, that could have been 2012 what we were just looking mm -hmm. at. He looked that fresh and that spry, and I think that is a real problem because this team is so loaded, their first ballot Hall of Famer tight end isn't even out there. And it's like, yeah, whatever, we'll get him back in a month or something. It's not a big deal. They have that many people, and if Brady starts feeling the Brown thing more and more and more, like, 
Antonio or D'Angelo, you said earlier this week you think the Bucks are the best team in the NFL still. I'm ready to revisit that conversation too. Yeah, he can go back. He can go to anybody. They've shown that they can win anyway. They don't have to push downfield. They can lean on their run game like they did yesterday. Mm -hmm. And they don't have any injuries. I think we talked about this, this at this table like that are catastrophic at this point. Nothing season ending. They're going to start getting some of these guys back. Uh, so, and they're pretty impossible to defend. Let's bring in Ian Rappaport now, our NFL mm. Network insider on a Friday. Ian, Richard Sherman left the game early. We saw it in the highlight just now. What's the latest there? And talk Giants and Rams. That one on Sunday, of course, as part of our Week 6 slate. Daniel Jones, Christian McCaffrey, will they be on the field respectively for their squads this weekend? We'll start with Richard Sherman, who had a hamstring injury, kind of pulled up lame a little bit early in the game, was quickly ruled out, which is usually not a great sign. Sherman is going to have an MRI today to determine the severity of this hamstring pull. From my understanding, it doesn't seem like a major injury just at first glance based on the initial diagnosis. Sounds like he'll probably be out a couple weeks but the MRI is going to tell the full story again. Not does not seem to be a major deal for Sherman. For Daniel Jones, he is progressing in the right direction. The New York Giants quarterback, who of course made people laugh a little by a little bit by just walking out to practice in full pads on Wednesday, despite not actually being able to practice, did practice on a limited basis on Thursday in the NFL's concussion protocol. If all goes well, if he has no setbacks, should be able to play and be back under center for the Giants on Sunday. Meanwhile, for Christian McCaffrey, this does not appear to be good news. He had been limited really for the past week or so, seemed to be headed in the right direction to get out on the field after having a hamstring pull himself, and then was a DNP yesterday. From what I understand, just didn't feel 100%, did not feel right. That does not indicate that he is going in the right direction and really calls into question seriously whether or not he'll be able to come back on Sunday. Appreciate the updates all around. If you're looking for running back help, we've got Top 5 Friday coming up. Khalil Herbert, somebody you might want to plug into your lineup for Christian McCaffrey if he does not go. Thank you so much, Ian. Appreciate you. Week 6 is here, guys. We have highlights from last night. There's a lot to look forward to on Sunday. There's 60 seconds on the clock. You guys shared that minute to tell me the most important things you want to see. The Florida teams uh, are in London. You just heard from Richard Graves, Dolphins, Jags. What are you guys looking at? First, I want to shout out Richard for pronunci the pronunciation of Tua Tugavailoa. Really good report, too, because I think that flight is important with Tua. Like, he's on this eight-hour flight, he lands, and if his ribs aren't where they want him to be, they've got other quarterbacks, and they might want to say, hey, let's not push it for this week against the Jaguars, or we can maybe win without Tua out there. I think the Tua factor is huge, but this team, it is now or never for the Dolphins. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is now for never. This is a team that won 10 games last year, and we expected them to be a lot better. Not having two out there um, has been a big loss. But I'm excited to see Trevor Lawrence, the young quarterback, mm -hmm. continue his progression, uh, continue growing, continue making plays. I can't wait. Uh, Gardner Minshew beat the Phillip Rivers Indianapolis Colts, and that's the mm. last time that the Jaguars won. They've Week lost one, 20 right? straight. Week one. It was Minshew over Rivers in their last one. Enough. Uh, Urban Meyer was through the news cycle and is now not being talked about because of another coach. And I really think they could get a win in London. And when they do, I hope Urban Meyer doesn't stay over there with the team going home. Ooh, there's that rookie quarterback combined. 0-5. Oh rookie quarterbacks not very successful in London. Just one right. touchdown pass among them all time. Maybe Trevor Lawrence turns that around up against Tua Tungavailoa. Now Washington hosts the Chiefs. This one uh, in Kansas City. What are we looking for here? D'Angelo got... Oh, this is the bad defense bowl right here. Uh, I mean, you talk about it. Kansas City's yeah. defense, Fantasy and then you point. talk about Washington's defense. Yeah. 
But it's going to be a lot of points, K. Okay, you write fantasy points all day. Taylor Heineke, deep ball. <laughs> then you got Patrick Mahomes, deep ball. I'm just watching offensive explosion. Mm-hmm. I told you I, nobody plays defense anymore. So. <laughs> all right. Well, you want an explosion? I'm here for it. <laughs> How about the explosion if the Kansas City Chiefs lose this game? Oh. Then we have to start asking... Are the Chiefs going to get a wild card? Are they going to make the playoffs? It's totally fair. They do not get exception. Eventually, you have to win, especially on this kind of trip against this kind of team that's struggling. Chiefs lose this game as nuclear. Yeah, you know, yes. Nuclear. I, and I, I hear you. And yeah. yesterday, we talked about Sean Taylor's jersey being retired and hung to the rafters. And our show immediately was like, that's amazing news. The response online and from a lot of people around the league were like, great. that's a bunch of crap. Yeah. Like, how could you on three days' notice you're going to say this to cover up whatever else is going on in the news? Jason Wright, the team president, came out and he said, hey, no, 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 this has been a long time, we're working on it. Maybe the news was delivered the wrong way, but this is something that's been planning since the offseason. Both he and Bobby Mitchell are going to get their jerseys retired. I just want everyone to appreciate Sean Taylor this weekend because defense might not be a premium in this one, D'Angelo. It's it's well said. At Chief, be with your thoughts, keeping it all the way real. The Chiefs 9-1 all-time guys against Washington. Their last win in the matchup came in 1983 during during friend of the show, Joe Theismann's MVP season. Long time ago since Washington had success against the Chiefs. Now let's go to Soldier Field. It's an NFC North showdown between the Packers and the Bears. What is we looking for in this one Edie, Meanie, Miney, Kyle. Number one for the Bears. Yeah. First time he was ever mic'd up at a practice. Someone mentioned to him something about the Packers when assistant coach, he goes, ooh, Green Bay, we don't talk about them around here. He gets it. This guy has been on Ohio State. He understands a rival. He understands what time it is. We've seen a lot of Bears quarterbacks who understand what time it is. Trubisky understood it. A lot of guys, I don't know if Cutler did, but a lot of guys have. <laughs> it's one thing to understand it's a rivalry and see number 12 in green. It's another thing to beat him. Justin Fields, have a day. Matt Nagy, for God's sake, let him have a day. Khalil, uh, Khalil Herbert is the running back that I'll be looking for. It's a cool story. Went to Kansas, never really had a career there. His last year, he's like, I'm going to go in the transfer portal. Goes to Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. where he has a 1,700-yard season. Yeah. Gets drafted in the sixth round, and now it's Bears-Packers, and it's like, Khalil Herbert might be the guy that makes the difference, and finally the Bears getting over the hump with the Packers. Yeah, and my eyes are all over Justin Fields, and not only Justin Fields, but Matt Nagy. I mm. want him to be creative, make things easy for Justin Fields, and Justin, understand that you don't have to make every single play out there. Trust the guys around you. Don't be forcing balls into coverage, because that's a that's a secondary and some safeties that can go get the football. Sure. Packers lead the all-time series 100-94. to There are six ties mm. in there, and over the last six or seven, there have been a lot of one like one-score games, a lot of close situations so it could go either way in Chicago on Sunday. Finally, the Chargers trek to Baltimore to face off against the Ravens. What are you looking for, Shrakes, in this one? These have been the two most exciting teams in the league, I think. Honestly, their games are crazy games that mm-hmm. always end up in the final minute. Like, who's going to come out with this one? The Chargers, as a team, have 59 points in the fourth quarter alone this season. The Ravens, they have these miraculous victories. This is one of those, you put the game on, you sit back, don't root for either team if you're neutral, just enjoy the football, both quarterbacks having breakout years yet again. Brandon Staley having a breakout year too. He won the week this week with his press conference, remarks about John Gruden and everything. Mm. But he's not a motivational speaker. He is not a politician. He's a football coach. And he's a defensive-minded football coach who just saw his team get absolutely run through when Cleveland wanted to snap their fingers. I need to see some defense from the Brandon Staley Chargers. I, I like the way he speaks and I like him as a guy. Let's play some D. Yeah, and I'm, I'm loving these two quarterbacks, too, just like you said. I mean, when you think about the way Justin Herbert's been playing the quarterback position so far, as young as he is, the way that you feel like, wow, he gets it, he understands mm-hmm. it. The growth we've been seeing in Lamar Jackson all this season. This is going to be some dynamic quarterback play. Mm. Two guys that do it totally different, 
but it still gets done. Lamar Jackson, 8-0, undefeated guys in the month of uh, October in his Ooh. career. He's never lost in October. Two of my favorite defensive players will be on the field mm. as well. Marlon Humphrey for the Ravens, Derwin James for the Chargers. Uh, Morgan Morning Football up ahead. We've got more Mad Minute. Kareem Jackson on the show. Burleson stopping by. And I've got my best fantasy values for you. It is Top 5 Friday. Hit me up at GMFB. I'll tweet you during the breaks with lineup questions. This is Good Morning Football. Happy Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. It's Friday. That means our best friend, Nate Burleson, is back with us, joining us from the set of CBS Mornings. Nate, I got to tell you, D'Angelo Hall is fanning himself because you got him so heated in the commercial <laughs> break. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Shout out to my guy, D. Hall. I just feel like D. Hall still got the juice. He can go out there and give a team 17 to 20 snaps a game. 17 to 20? I, I can give a team what Sherms gave <gasps> the team. Uh-huh. So, okay. Without a doubt. All right. And Nate, we talked a lot about this wide-open MVP race. If you were a voter and needed to cast your vote right now, who's your MVP? Tom Brady. Let's not make it difficult. Mm. I mean, come on now. Tom Brady is out there cooking. He is playing the best football he has ever played. I don't care what excuse you want to give me. Well, you know, maybe it's Byron Leftwich, and he has the great system, and, you know, Bruce Arians is giving him everything he needs. He's surrounded by talent on top of talent on top of talent. Okay, 
when we peel back the layers, it's still Tom Brady at 44 years. 44 years old. Let me say it one more time. 44 years old. I haven't seen a 44 yep. pass this good since, since Pistol Pete Maravich. You know he was out hey. there willing and dealing, throwing dimes all over the place. But all jokes aside, you know, for him to be at 2,000 yards, 17 TDs, and just three interceptions, it just seems like he's found the rhythm at the right time. And he can end up leading in the league. It would be one thing if he had a good season, but for him to be at, at this age and at the top statistically, it just shows you that he's the best in the game. Brady beat Matt LaFleur in the NFC title game in the Packers. We know it. We talked about it for weeks here at this table. And LaFleur, like, kind of out of nowhere, had this strong take at his press conference the other day where he was asked some t- statistical thing. He goes, stats are for losers. Now, Nate, you know it has been at least a dozen times that on this program, Peter yeah. has physically ripped a card out of your hand on the air that holds stats because he doesn't want you to talk about them. And yet, Schrager was over here, probably because he loves the floor, saying, oh, I love stats are great, stats are great. Given your history with Peter and with stats, what's your response to this whole ordeal? Peter Schrager, just a walk and talk and contradiction. How many times have I went to read some numbers? I'm like, all right, so um, he was 13 and out of nowhere. Peter just snatches it out of, I'm like, all right, listen, Peter, I get it. I have to use nuggets in order to drive home my point. I sit on two sides of the fence when it comes to this. Um, I understand that stats are important. Uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that when I'm hanging out or I'm introduced somewhere, they say, Nate Burleson played 11 years and he had 40-plus touchdowns. And he is the only guy that has three punt mm-hmm. returns of 90-plus yards. And a lot of people <laughs> joke with me about that. They're like, Nate, you can find any obscure way to give yourself a stat. Like, Nate Burleson is the only guy to score, score a touchdown Monday night at 7.30 p.m. when the sun was going down <laughs> and the rain was coming in from yep. the east side. Like, I get it. You can twist stats. But here's the thing. Stats can be overrated and oftentimes overstated. If you're asking me right now as a 40-year-old, I would tell you I'd rather have a Super Bowl ring and a successful career getting back to the playoffs year after year after year than a guy who played 11 years and had the most stats in the world. At 40, if you told me, hey, 100 touchdowns, you're going down as a Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play the game, or a guy who was winning a Super Bowl every single season and went down as an absolute legend, I might take that legacy of being a champion over and over and over again. So you can have the stats. I'd rather have the success. Nate, we had the announcement of a Home Alone sequel in the works. And we on the show said, what is the most, not the best, the most underrated movie sequel of all time? And while we're at the table, D'Angelo's saying Bad Boys 2, Kyle's in there with Exorcist 3. We all agreed. We got to hear Nate's thought on this. The most underrated sequel of all time. First, I saw the Home Alone segment, and we're all excited. We're big Home Alone fans. But can we add a little color, if you will? Can we do, like, Home Alone Tyrone? You know what I'm saying? Like, Tyrone's Revenge? You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, the producers, you can have that. Uh, but for me, if you're asking me, if you're asking me, I still know what you did yeah. last summer. It's a terrible sequel. First of all, here, I, it's, it's so terrible that it's good. Here's the thing. The first one was a great movie. Let's just keep it real. We were all into it. You know, these teenagers, they're hanging I out, they're partying, they hit a dude, and then somebody comes with a genius idea. Hey, let's just take off and leave the dude on the... He got a whole hook. He is terrorizing these kids for two hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they come mm-hmm, back, mm-hmm. and the, you, we saw the trailer like, he still know what they did last summer? I thought we figured this out in the last still movie. Knows. Still? You really still know what he did. Come on. Like, let it, let it go, fam. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite, most underrated sequels. 
Nate Burleson, what can't you do? Check him out this weekend on Sunday. Early London game on CBS between the Dolphins uh, and the That's winless right. Jags. You can see that, yeah, 9.30 a.m. Eastern with our friend Nate. And you can see him every morning on CBS Mornings. Thank you so much, Nate. Love you. Bye, Nate. See ya. All right, in the words of Peter Schrager, I'm out. Let's welcome back to the show Richard Graves. He's coming to us from London. Yes, another London game this weekend, 9.30 a.m. kick between the Dolphins and the Jags. You can see that one on CBS. Richard, we love seeing you there. I love seeing River Thames behind you, a beautiful backdrop overseas. Uh, and we love seeing the success and the passion that fans have across the pond for the National Football League. What can you tell us about the NFL's plans to expand these international games? Well, Kay, I can tell you that the NFL aren't just satisfied with having games here in the UK. Earlier this week, they announced plans for Germany that venues at Dusseldorf, Frankfurt and Munich were now going to enter deeper discussions with the National Football League about potentially staging an international game next year. Of course, it's slightly complicated by the fact there's a Soccer World Cup as well next November in Qatar, which will condense domestic leagues um, in Europe, which might mean that any agreement would have to be pushed back until 2023. But in addition to that as well, Brett Gosper, the NFL's head of Europe and UK, said that they weren't just happy with two games here in the UK either. Remember, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is guaranteed two games um, each regular season. But he said, we'll maybe have three games. We're going to look at teams' plans to explore the market going forward. But I would expect to have a minimum of three games here in the UK as well. In addition to that, of course, you've got regular season games scheduled to be staged in Mexico. And the NFL is exploring other opportunities on top of that. So the reach of the National Football League is growing far beyond the borders of the United States and the UK for sure. Thank you so much, Richard Graves. We're very much looking forward to that action on Sunday. Now, week six has officially kicked off. Great slate of games coming to us. So let's break down the best matchups with another round of Mad Minute. 60 seconds on the clock. The undefeated Cardinals are going to Cleveland. What a game this will be. They're taking on the Browns. What are we watching for? D'Angelo. Well, I want to see this Browns defense and Joe Woods, man. He has a lot of fire under their butt. I mean, they have a lot of awesome players on mm -hmm. that defense. You know, new additions to that defense. Didn't look great last week. Got a 47 hung up on them. This is an explosive Arizona Cardinals offense. I want to see how they combat those challenges on the outside. Odell Beckham Jr., what are we getting from him this week? He came out and said, I'm yeah. not going to lie to you, I want the ball. I think it's interesting. There's a lot of star receivers in this game, and he looks mm. over and he sees DeAndre and he sees AJ, and it's like, I wonder if he's like, listen, I'm, I'm one of these guys too. It's This is supposed to be my game. I don't know if that's good or if that's bad, but I think he's a fascinating figure in this one. A lot of firepower. Cool nugget on this one. Five of the greatest high school football players ever from the state of Texas will be involved in this one. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and then the two backups, Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. All five of these guys were Texas high school legends. Wow. All going to be playing in Cleveland this weekend. <laughs> I love this game. I wish we could talk about it more because I think this might actually be the marquee matchup of the weekend. Nice. Yeah. Um, the Cardinals have won Trags four straight over the Browns. Cleveland's last win over Arizona came in 2003. Browns quarterback was... Kelly Holcomb. Derek Anderson. Well done. Ah, you got that. For the win. The Cowboys face off against the <laughs> Patriots in this one in Foxborough. What has us excited about this one, KB? Mike McCarthy going up against Bill Belichick. I don't know what Mike McCarthy is as a coach. And he's got this weird thing going on this year where he'll do the sort of young, crazy decision thing occasionally. Like he'll go for two when you're not supposed to or go for it on four. It's kind of like the Steve Buscemi, how you do, fellow kids. I don't know if it's really authentic or if he's just trying to be with the times. But do not get out coached by Bill Belichick. Check Mike McCarthy. I think this is a head coach day for the Cowboys. We had a great debate at the table yesterday when we were discussing Trayvon Diggs, and you did a fantastic hall monitor segment. We broke down why he's so good at what he does. 
But one of the things he does is take risks and he gambles. Mac Jones has not taken a single risk or gambled the entire season. It's mm. all been dink or dunk. It's all been dink or dunk. I wonder if they can bait Trayvon Diggs one time this game. And I would like to see if they get Trayvon Diggs one time. That is something you can find on tape. Mac Jones hasn't taken any of these shots yet. Is he courageous enough to take one? And you looking at that, I'm kind of looking at that too from a different angle because I'm thinking if I'm Trayvon Diggs, I know you, Mac Jones. I've practiced against you. Let's I go. know where you like to put the football, where you don't. And maybe I do take another risk or two to try to, you know, get another inter inter interception. Mm. We thrive off turnovers this <laughs> defense. They we certainly do. We'll see if it's sustainable. We talked about that a lot this week. Kind of a weird history in this matchup. The Cowboys lead overall 7-6. and six. They won the first seven games between these two squads. The Patriots have won six straight over mm -hmm. Dallas. We'll see if New England can even it up this weekend. Finally, Sunday Night Football brings us a Seahawks-Steelers matchup in Pittsburgh. Geno Smith in for Russell Wilson. Peter, what are you looking at here? I think this is the season for the Seahawks. The NFC is too good. They're 2-3. and three. This is a winnable game with Geno Smith at quarterback, and that defense has been just horrific so far. If the Seahawks are what we think they are, and that's a team with pride that's really well coached, that has superstars and Bobby Wagner and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, they find a way to win this game against a Pittsburgh team that's offense just has not been able to get going. Mm. Seahawks, this is it. It's the mm. season. What do you got? Ooh, we had Najee Harris on the other day, and he ate. Just run the <laughs> damn ball if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just get that man the ball. We, we've chronicled this Seattle struggles defensively. Typically, they're really good against the run. Haven't been good against the run, so I'm looking at Pittsburgh continuing to run that football, run that offense through Najee Harris. See, I think this is the season for the Steelers. <laughs> you lose at home on national TV against a backup quarterback. Najee came on the show earlier the week, said he was going to hang out with Jerome Bettis. He did. He tweeted a picture of it. I think the offense goes through him. He also referred to the angry run scepter as the little Harry Potter stick, and it was absolutely hilarious. I hope he gets another one because he is their best player on offense right now. Last time these two teams met was back in 2019. That was the game where Big Ben suffered that injury, and it's led to a lot of the issues. He he has now. Maybe it's a chance for him up against Seattle to exercise some of those demons. We saw some good things from him last week. More Good Morning Football up ahead, and I've got my best fantasy values for you. It is Top 5 Friday. Hit me up at GMFB. I'll tweet you during the breaks with lineup questions. This is Good Morning Football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Yeah, we're listening to some Too Legit to Quit during the commercial break. Why? Because it's time for Hammer Time by DraftKings Sportsbook. Hammer Time, what's that have to do with it? Let's do with this guy. This is Matthew Hamilton. What do we call you, Hamilton? The Hammer. The Hammer! He's got that kind of King Leonidas beard going. He dresses like Dave Grohl. Hammer, I understand we're going historical today? We are. We're dipping into history. Go get it, baby! (laughs) So uh, today, actually, I'm turning into your favorite sports TV trope. What is it? On Pace Guy. Yeah! On Pace Guy. (laughs) So we're taking a look at a few of the prestigious records that could fall this year, thanks in large part to the addition of a 17th game to the NFL schedule. So the first one in danger, Peyton Manning's single-season passing record. Tom Brady's on a blistering pace right now. He'd actually be on track to pass Peyton in a 16-game season with the 344 yards per game that he's putting up this year. But he's not the only one in position to make a run at that mark. Let's take a look at the passing totals a number of quarterbacks are on pace for this year up against Peyton's 2013 season. Brady, Mm -hmm. Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, and Justin Herbert are all on track to be in the ballpark of that record. (laughs) Next up, Eric Dickerson's seemingly unbreakable mark of 2,105 rushing yards. Derek Henry's following up his 2,000-yard campaign in 2020 with yet another monster season, but let's see how he stacks up against Dickerson's 1984 campaign. Henry is on pace to surpass Dickerson in the 17th game this year. And he's actually only three yards behind what Dickerson put up that year. So even in a 16-game season, he'd be in position to challenge that record as well. No Mm -hmm. (laughs) asking. And finally, Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving mark. Devontae Adams has had a brilliant start to the season. Let's see see how he stacks up against Calvin. Okay. This one's a lot tighter. A little more tenuous, but he is still on pace to, to pass Calvin by all five yards. <laughs> I still don't know how Calvin only scored five touchdowns this year. That's a screen passes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and guys, DraftKings Sportsbook actually has lines for all three of these records. Is that true? The single season passing record getting broken is plus 175 odds. The rushing record is at plus 900. And the receiving record sits at plus 350. I think all three of these numbers are super intriguing, given that we have at least one player in place to break each of these single season marks thus far. So which one of these stands out to you guys the most? What about you? Which one stands out to you? If you had to put your name on it, Hammer, I don't care about us. What do you think, dude? I I, I like all three of them. You, the, you know, we as I said, we have all we have three guys really in position, and that's the thing about these records is it doesn't matter who does it, mm-hmm. as long as someone breaks the right. That's what the the lines are for. Just someone, mm-hmm. anyone breaking mm-hmm. the record. Oh, that's awesome. mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be Devante. It could be anybody. 
Peter said the, the A word, yeah. asterisk. If Derrick Henry breaks that record in the week 17, Roger Maris had to have one uh, 61 for years and years. Doesn't he deserve that? Yeah, I, I really, when I look at these records, I think the only way to solve this problem, I think it has to go to a per game basis. Mm -hmm. I think for the NFL record books at some point because we've had 12 game seasons, we had 14 game seasons, 16, now 17. I think that's the only way to really even the playing field mm -hmm. because it just there is something that you're right, it just doesn't feel right having these records broken in a week seven. What would be more of an anomaly? Brady at 44, suddenly breaking Peyton Manning's passing yards record, or Derek Carr coming out of literally eight years in the league, never been that guy, Derek Carr breaking the all-time passing record. Right. I feel like Derek Carr would just, yeah, especially given that it's Peyton Manning's record, mm -hmm. it's been long-standing. If Derek Carr were to do it, I think that would yeah. be stand out. Kyle, over, under on how many black t-shirts Matthew Hamilton owns, 17, over, under. I, my, my worry is that it's one. <laughs> I, I don't know, but he has a lot of them. Are you setting the line at 17? I'm setting the line at 12. 12, 12. W more? 12.5. Hamilton says way over. I don't buy it. You might be able to find it on DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> I doubt it. It is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. And during week one, new customers can bet $1 on any NFL game. You get 200 bucks automatically plus you new fantasy players. You can play for free for $1 million. That's the top prize when you make your first deposit. All you want to do is use promo code GMFB when you sign up. Get your game day started Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern with NFL Game Day Morning. The Cowboys ride a four-game winning streak into Foxborough for a showdown with the Patriots. We'll explain how Bill Belichick's D can slow down Dallas. And with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in last place, who is the team to beat in the wide-open AFC? Let's go! Plus, Kurt Warner gets an assignment that would make any quarterback a little uneasy. Staring down the stars of the undefeated Cardinals defense, J.J. Watt and Buda Baker. We'll show them, man. We'll show them, man. All that and much more on NFL Game Day Morning, Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Tough start to the season, but we're finding our way. We're nailing these picks with waiver. With last night, Leonard Fournette called my shot. He did his thing. Here's your top five Friday picks. Emmanuel Sanders, last week paid off. Listen to me with these values. You're playing daily fantasy. You've got bye weeks this week. Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, put up two touchdowns and over 20 fantasy points. So here we go. Jets, Falcons, Saints, Niners. You can't play any of those guys. They're all on buys at quarterback. You mentioned it. The no defense bowl, was it? Yeah. Okay, how about Taylor Heineke? Heineke, he actually outscored guys like Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill. This season so far, he's got more fantasy points. Unbelievable. He's got three games with 20 or more points already. So if you don't have Russell Wilson in your lineup and you can't, he's not playing. And if you're just streaming going forward, I like Heineke. And I do think he's your best shot against the Chiefs defense. That's allowed the second most points to quarterbacks this year. I also like Justin Fields to see if he's available. But Taylor Heineke, a guy who's widely available and uh, really a good value on daily fantasy sites. At running back, Devontae Booker. He's filling in for an injured Saquon Barkley. Hopefully you were smart enough, savvy enough to secure him as a handcuff even when you drafted Saquon Barkley. But Booker scored two touchdowns after Saquon went down Sunday. One on the ground, one through the air as well. He's talented uh, in the passing game. So even if the Giants get down against the Rams, and they probably will this weekend in East Rutherford, he's still going to be heavily involved. That's why I like him in PPR for week six. At wide receiver, T. 
Higgins. Higgins made a quiet return from injury last week. Five catches, just 32 yards. I think it ramps back up this week against the Lions defense. He's racked up double-digit fantasy points in all three games that he has played this year. This is chemistry with his quarterback going back to last year. It doesn't really matter who his quarterback is. He puts up good numbers anyway. He's an awesome value because everyone's so excited about Jamar Chase, and he's sitting at 31st at the wide receiver spot. Another wide receiver for you. How about the Patriots guy, Jacoby Myers. He's ranked 35th this week. I love taking a swing on someone who's getting volume, though. It's sort of all that matters, target share. And Myers is. He's currently top 10 in the league in targets. Over nine a game, he's facing a Cowboys defense that, yes, we're saying is much improved and they're well-balanced and we love Dan Quinn, blah, blah, blah. They're still top five most generous to the wide receiver position. It probably has a lot to do with game script, how great the offense has been in putting up points. Teams have to do their thing, and I do believe Jacoby Myers uh, will be a really really good target and value somebody that uh, Mac Jones is going to key in on. Finally, at tight end, Tyler Higby. I gave you Dawson Knox. Now he's must-start material. Higby, also good. He scored touchdowns in two of his last three games. It's all you want from that position and maybe 50-ish yards. He's facing a Giants defense that's allowed double-digit points to the tight end spot in every game this season. So if you take a look at the full list, I really feel good about Higby. It's a position in fantasy football where you can look at what teams are giving up as far as points and the trend pretty much reveals itself by week five or six. So you know Giants giving up points, it's got to be Higby. Let's take a look at the list of my top five fantasy options. Do we have a list? I think we do. Higby! Jacoby Myers, T. Higgins, great value on daily sites we checked. Devontae Booker and Taylor Heineke. I would absolutely pick him up if I have Russell Wilson. Heineke or Fields, that's a tough one. Very tough. I'm looking at the New England Patriots, okay? Because I think they're going to have to put up a bunch of points this weekend against Dallas. I've been waiting for one of these guys to pop. They haven't. You know, whether it's Janu or even like Nelson Aguilar I started a couple weeks. This is the guy this week? Think? I think it's just tar- based on targets. Like, vol- if he's getting the volume, hopefully it'll pay off. And I'm not scared of the Cowboys because they're so generous. So on paper, mm. it should work out. And he does have to throw the ball to somebody he's going to have to throw against this team. Yeah, and I like the Heineke start. I feel like at this point, you call it streaming when it's like you look at the other team and I it sounds crazy because they still might win the Super Bowl this year, but no matter who the Chiefs are playing, I would take the opposing quarterback at this point because anyone could throw all over them and also run all over them. It's gotten that bad. I hope the Chiefs are listening to all this because yeah. when you're like, you have to start Heineke because they're playing the yeah. Chiefs, yeah. it's saying a lot about a team yeah. that was in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. last year. It is, it is. The last two years yeah. have said a lot four. about that football team. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I love T. Higgins. You know, the addition of Jamar Chase, he's kind of took a little bit of a backseat. He's mm-hmm. been injured. Can't wait to get him back out there. Joe Burrow has to lean on him because Jamar Chase requires a lot of attention. Mm. So my man T should be open. Now with, like it. with Seattle's D de- or with Pittsburgh's defense looking a little better mm-hmm. and G- it's being Geno Smith and as far where are they playing? Oh, in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. So they have to travel. You I always liked, talk to me about that. I like Geno in this game. And that, so, so if you have good. if you could play T Higgins or DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. You're not you're not worried about DK or Lockett at all. I'm seeing a lot of that. A lot of worry with no Geno way. Smith. Nothing. Geno came right into the game and threw a touchdown. He, he looked better than like, Russell did. No, in but a lot to of DK ways. specifically, yeah. like right off the bat, touchdown. So. I would always go with DK. We've got game picks for you. We do it each and every Friday to end the show. It is time for our GMFB certified 100% grade A grass-fed top choice picks and picks of the week. We each pick one game that we swear and brand with fire will be the win of the entire schedule and we stake our entire reputation on it. I'm going to go first this week because we have a very special uh, matchup going on. 
It's the Raiders going to Denver at the end of a very strange, very troublesome week for the Las Vegas Raiders franchise. And this game represents returning to football, getting back on the field under interim head coach Rich Basaccia. Guys, over the last 10 years, interim coaches are 43 and 80. Mm -hmm. However, in the first game as interim head coach, they're 11 and 9. It is a huge, huge difference. There is a charge that comes from a head coach, and I believe they will get that charge this weekend. I think there is an autumn wind that will be blowing through the Denver mountains, and I am going with, yes, the Las wow. Vegas Raiders as my... The autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. I think Carr and the guys get it done in Denver. The Raiders. A lot of great, great games this weekend. How Which one do you want to pick? pick? One. How do you okay, pick one? Go on. Good talking to producers in my ear. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you love when that happens? Yeah. The best. Really fun. My pick has nothing to do with any of the games on Sunday. Oh, okay. I'm breaking the rule. Sometimes you got to break the segment. Okay. I'm looking at Will Selva as <laughs> Mom! Come oh, on, Will! See this guy? What about Will? Selva is hosting tomorrow. Good morning, football weekend. Can we get the clip? My man, Quab. Yeah! What? Just to be awesome? That's my pick. It's the winner, baby. All right. Off your Raiders speech to then say, we'll sell the dancing. You didn't say that Raiders when Kareem was on either, so you made sure you didn't throw that out. Not my first time. Very smart. Very smart. Who you got? So I'm looking at the Steelers hosting the Seahawks on Sunday night. Goodbye. Tell you what. Y'all talk about. Geno Smith. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I do think Geno Smith has calmed down in his play at the quarterback position. And, he's, you know, he's under, he understands a lot. But when I see Keith Butler in this defense and the way I see they, they, they run a lot of trap coverages, I ran some of this defense. Man, you can confuse quarterbacks. Okay. You can act like you're playing a little bit of deep end coverage, come up, roll up. So I see a lot of disguise in it for, for, for Geno Smith. And I think this this uh this Steelers defense makes some plays. You know, okay. what just chase him down nonstop all day. I think Geno's gonna have a long day. That's why I'm going with the Steelers as my Lady I'm getting tattooed again, D'Angelo. It's back. Put it right there on my head. Mm -mm. <laughs> Tattoo right there. Real like estate. Mike Tyson, baby. Right here, like Mike Tyson. Yeah, like Mike Tyson. Okay. So I chose originally the Bengals over Detroit, and I, but I got I submitted my answer, and I got such heat, such resistance from the producer chain saying, "Oh." That's eye roll. That's a dumb one. <laughs> Thanks. But I thought to myself, like, Dan Campbell's real juiced up for this one. He was crying after the game. Like, his team's going to rally. Bengals coming off a loss. But uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Because I'm looking <laughs> at this slate, as Peter Schrager said, so much great. So many, oh, so many great Who games this weekend. Uh, I did not pick... Green Bay over Chicago in my survivor pick, and it's been bothering me since we made those picks, I think Wednesday, whenever, when did we make them, yesterday? Yes, sir. Very upsetting about it, but I can't, I'm going back and forth between Justin Fields and what he can do, his first taste of action in Chicago, he's the future of the Go franchise, taken okay. to do it, and I don't think, you know, Khalil Herbert, we believe in, Khalil Mack has having a great mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. resurgence season, I'm going to say, these, these games have been really close recently, Bears Let's go! Bears. Bears over Packers. Let's go! Wow! wow. Certified 100% ready. Last bet, top choice.
Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.